Greetings, comrades. This is Vladimir Putin, president of Russia. Here to tell you I have banned the Bitcoin from being used as legal tender in motherland of Russia. I'm sure this will stop all citizens from using evil cryptocurrency. Also, I'm commandeering this podcast to tell you more about very important news. Maybe we'll tell you about other news too. My plan to eliminate decentralized crypto begins with hostile takeover of this show. I guess it's really, really bad news for Joel and Travis on episode 622 of Bad Crypto Podcast. Is promised Vladimir Putin here. What what episode number again, Travis? I know you. I take I take muzzle up your mouth for a moment so you could uh, say words. Da uh, uh, episode six two two. Shit, what what what? Six. Six. You slip. Yeah. Shit. All right, so we got some big news for you guys this week. Thank you for joining us for episode 622. But first, a few announcements for you. This one thing thing, we're recording this show on July 17th, which Uh is the day between our two anniversary days Uh the day where we thought to do the show, and then the day that we launched the show. This is the day in the middle. This is July 17th. So oh, we're, technically, that- we're technically five years, but not quite five years yet, because that's so we this is not the five year anniversary, because the five year anniversary is technically the 18th. So it's not it. Oh, I thought the between anniversary was we got married on the 16th and divorced on the 18th. <laughs> oh. You leave your stuff scattered all over the house. I don't want to be oh, with you. Five years. That's like a that's like a long relationship there. It is. It it's uh, like being partners with somebody in a business is very much like a marriage, but like without the sex. Thank God. But there's marriages that you know are the same way. <laughs> I got I got the legal document now. No more nookie for you. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> I do not know that from experience. If you, if you like, you put a ring on it. Just saying that, that that probably happens out there. So um, around this, we are celebrating. Yay! We're celebrating a few different ways. The first way is we told you that we we're going to be launching the Bad Crypto Nifty Club. That is a members only access for collectible NFTs from us here at the Bad Crypto Podcast and the Nifty Show. And you can now go mint your membership card and it it's so expensive oh my gosh you're not going to believe how much it's going to cost you it's crazy the price on this thing what is it it's like well it's like it's like two bucks or something but the reason the reason we did that is because if you don't then bots will just come in and claim them all automatically and so nobody will get some Mm -hmm. and so we want to make sure it's not like oh why are they charging money for like hello it's like well if not then Jimmy the bot's going to get all of them and then you won't get any of them. And so there are, there are n- enough available for everyone. 
So it's really cool looking. It's so we we are partnered with uncut.fm and really like what these guys are doing. We're going to have Carlos from uncut on the show here in the future to talk more about it. But uh, we are we're going all in on this thing and you can go get this super cool bad crypto podcast NFT. This is your basically your membership card that gives you access to be able to um, acquire other NFTs from the collection. It is 0.002 ETH, which is currently $2.70. You'll want to go to badcrypto.uncut.fm and acquire this NFT and have it in your wallet because next week we are going to release a very limited set of collectibles of classic clips from episode number 100 featuring the late John McAfee. There are seven clips in all, um, I think between 30 seconds and two minutes, and we're going to severely limit how many of them there's going to be. And you're going to need to have one of these NFTs in order to get the uh, the McAfee NFTs. And even then, you're going to need to be quick. You're going like, to want to hear the show when the episode drops. Um, yeah. because there's, we're going to limit them to like five or 10 of each. And this is, this is something that was in the archive, right? This is not something that's the video has never been out, I think. Right. Because of, of the video out. Cause we weren't on YouTube because YouTube banned us. Yeah. I don't think it ever got up on, on YouTube. So yeah, this is, this is classic video and that's what we're going to do. Unseen gonna... footage. This is un, unseen McAfee. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, you can listen to the episode number 100, badco.in forward slash 100, but the video uh, that we have of us uh, speaking with him. Um, is this when he, do we have the part where he's uh, uh, putting the tourniquet on his arm? I, I think we tourniquet? might. I, I can't remember how it was chopped up, but um, it was there... crazy. I can't believe that shit. Yeah. <laughs> he's in the chat one. and all of a sudden he casually just puts a tourniquet on his arm. I was like, wait, what? And he told us, he's like, well, we're like, are you going to, you know, have a drink? He's like, no, I'm going to do heroin. <laughs> like, <laughs> All right, then welcome to the bad crypto podcast. It's uh, truly bad. So there's two other things we're doing to celebrate. Uh, one of them is we're going to have a fifth anniversary spaces. What, what night do you want to do that? We didn't, we didn't get to talk about that. I don't know if we even need to do it on a night. We can do them during the day also. So my flight is, um, um, well, if we want to do it tomorrow or we want to do it, do we, we haven't decided when we want to do it. I say let's do it, to, let's do it tomorrow. Okay. Uh, so what? We're going to get back to everybody on that. And we've got it figured out here. It's great because, you know, we're talking. I'm like, I'm just going to hit the pause button while we figure this out. And we figured it out. We are going to do this on Saturday, the 23rd of, uh, of this month, which is July at 5 p.m. Eastern time um and if you will follow at bad crypto pod on twitter you'll get details on the spaces and we're just going to get together we're going to have a potty and have a potty maybe travis maybe what we'll do is during the party that's when we'll release the mcafee nfts and okay. people so that we'll be able to announce when it's going to happen right there and people can be standing by ready and what's to really cool travel. about these twitter spaces guys is that you you become part of the conversation it's not just you listening to us we can bring you guys up on stage to actually invite you up on stage. And, and maybe what we could do is we could have our producer, Lisa, reaching out to some previous guests to see if they maybe want to see if there some of them are available to jump on the space with us. Sort of like how Mario, who's a future guest you'll be hearing from, how he does with his Twitter spaces is an idea. But 
Maybe there'll be some previous guests on the show in the thing. Maybe not, but we will be there. And then we want you to be there. And we want you to come up on stage and chat as well. We would love and to hear say words you. and say words. And you do it on your mobile phone. Yeah. So get the Twitter app on your mobile phone. If you don't already have it, you don't have a Twitter account. That's okay. Get one. Um, you can use it just for Twitter stuff. You don't got to follow all the other crap that's on Twitter, but just for the crypto stuff is a good idea. And then you can listen to us on the space and participate get a new account if you have if you don't have one already it's a good enough reason and then finally the third method of celebrating is we're going to have uh you are going to have a party we're going to throw the party but it's going to be at the trovilla here in yeah. Luquillo, puerto rico here at the Luquillo, and uh, we're going to be doing that on the 13th of august which i believe is a saturday if i'm not mistaken it is a saturday so that'll be in the evening time on that Saturday. And I believe we'll be putting up an Eventbrite or something uh, so people can join. We'll, we'll mention that. We'll probably keep it to how many people? I don't even know. 50 I, I don't people. know. I don't know. We'll see. what. I don't know. I don't know. I can handle 100 people here. I don't know. It'd be crazy. Considering I never even had a party here, and now we're going to have a shitload of people here. <laughs> it's going to be fun. So stay tuned. For, for more information on that. Uh, and that would be enough banter. So let's get to the news. Two dudes talking crypto. Two dudes talking crypto. Joel and Travis are just two dudes talking crypto. Oh, yeah. And time stamping for July the 17th at 11.13 a.m. The morning times. The crypto market cap. Back over a trillion dollars, one trillion nine million. No, wait, one, one, hang on, what is it? Yeah, one trillion nine billion, 585 million. Just a little bit over a trillion, just dollars. a little scooch over yeah, 1.01 trillion. How about that? That's it's nice to see green Bitcoin back over 21,000, 21,243, Ethereum 1354, BNB 252, XRP. 35 cents cardano um 45 cents solana 39.50 and dogecoin is at 6.3 cents what are the the big movers in the top 100 trap yeah oh first question is has it did ethereum drop below a thousand yes it did yeah wow i'm glad it's not below a thousand now that's good yeah. so um the big winner this week is a company called Lido Dow, LDO. That's up 135%. Never heard of it, but Lido. Whoa. All right, there we go. Arweave AR is up 32%. Polygon up big based on the news about Disney utilizing them. So up about 31%. Ethereum Classic up 25%. Quant up 18. Curve up 12. And it's nice. Ethereum is up about 11%. So 11% with Ethereum is pretty nice. It's up to, as you mentioned, 1354. And uh, it was nice this week. I actually did a, uh, did a, um, a real, a virtual real estate transaction uh, through, through an intermediary, our boy uh, recurrier and sold some upland property because there there's like some property thing that was going on. And it was funny. I was like, ah, I sold this for like about, you know, uh, for X amount. And I was like, oh, no, no, with Ethereum going up, it was a much better deal. So that was kind of cool, actually, going through an escrow and selling some virtual real estate. And it was a process of going through. <laughs> it was pretty fun. And the beautiful thing is being here in Act 60 in Puerto Rico, your capital gains tax on that is zero. 
um, virtual, I'm a virtual real estate salesman. Yeah. Put that on my LinkedIn. Good job. So the, there's several stories that are big for the week, but the uh, biggest one perhaps is that Vladimir Putin has signed a law prohibiting the payments um, of using cryptocurrency payments in Russia. All digital financial assets cannot be used as legal tender. I don't understand this. This, this makes no sense to me. Why? It's completely strange because here's the deal. SWIFT has been shut off in Russia, and some of the only ways that you can actually get money to people in Russia is through crypto. It's the only way. And it's the only way their citizens can actually, in a lot of cases, survive because the banking system is down. They can't transact in other means. And so to me, I would think that it would be the exact opposite. It would be like Vladimir Putin approves digital asset payments, which would make the most sense to me. But for some odd reason, they're banning them. And the financial system has banned Russia. So weird. It, Why the it, hell would he do that? Really? It is really bizarre. I do not know. I do may perhaps not understand. That means the shittiest shit. <laughs> it's like the worst thing ever is peace. Now, you know. Uh, until now, Russian law did not explicitly prohibit payments with digital assets, although monetary surrogates are banned and the status of the ruble as the only legal tender is enshrined. So, uh, you know, hey, this is it's it is their deal. Very sorry to people of Russia. Do you really think that the Russian people are not going to use Bitcoin? Well, if, if, if they shut down all the all the rails to being able to do it, it's like it's OK. You can transact in crypto, but. Can you convert that crypto into rubles into your bank account? And if they're shutting all that stuff off, that's what makes it difficult. It's like, I love to use crypto. I use crypto regularly, but I also off ramp my crypto into fiat into my bank account so that I can pay some of the bills that don't accept crypto. They'll do that same thing there in Russia. But, you know, having had friends there and, you know, it's very it's going to be impossible for them to be to be able to live in some ways. It's really it's really weird to me so more news from the powers that be uh, the crappy powers that be at the united nations they are asking developing countries to ban bitcoin ads and regulate crypto wallets they the un says crypto is a threat to financial stability uh, well, let me fix that crypto is a threat to their their power mongering and their desire to create a uh, a one world government. That's what crypto framework of uh, their economy framework that they've built over the years through the through the uh, you know the World Bank, the International Monetary Fund, and it's just it's just crazy. So they actually had a a conference on trade and development. The United Nations did, and uh, they're trying to do what they can. They they like digital assets as long as they're centralized. So they want to maintain their power. They don't like the decentralization. I think that's why we're not only in a crypto winter, but maybe even in a, a crypto blizzard, superstorm, snowpocalypse, is because a lot of these, a, a, a lot of these really big organizations, and and their and their arms, their kind of financial terrorist arms like BlackRock and Vanguard. You know what they did to Luna. I think is, I really think it was is, is very bad. They should they should be punished for some of that stuff. It's legal within the framework, but they just went in and just destroyed 
Luna, right? Terra Luna, how they went in and borrowed all this Bitcoin, leveraged all the UST, tanked it all, and then bought back Bitcoin. I, I just hate shorting. Shorting of this and, and some of the derivative stuff, like that just seems to it should go away. It's like it's it's a it's um it's a way that these really big whales can leverage and just destroy markets. Like George Soros has been doing crazy shit like that for a long time. And there's a it's just the shorting of markets. It's just I wish it should, I really th- don't think it should be done. Mm. But I, I'm not a financial advisor, nor do I have power in that space. You're not, and you don't. But your opinion is recognized and valued here at the Republic of Bad Cryptopia. Here's some so, other news, right, as well. Like um, inflation. I don't know if you guys saw the numbers on this. In June, 9.1% inflation. Man. And now they say it's already out of date because it's probably higher. It's probably it's Trump's think- fault. It Trump did it. It's Trump's fault. It's all Trump. I don't know. I think it's I think it's Biden inflation, is what it's called. <laughs> it totally is. That. I'm putting a sticker on him. Um, you know what? I do have some of those stickers. It's pretty fun to go to the whatever I because I'm I, I'm painting myself. I'm like, oh god, I gotta pay this much for the. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna put one of the stickers on there. <laughs> okay, so it's not. It just amuses me a little bit. I did that. Like you point it right at the gas tank. It's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, wow, those are just huge. Inflation adjusted earnings have been negative during 88 percent of Biden's presidency, and uh, it's gonna go down for the 16th consecutive month. The longest stretch on record. And what's hilarious is they stand up there during press conferences and say, oh, our economy is great. <laughs> Dude, it's almost like, remember remember when we, we uh, went to battle uh, Iraq the first time, or maybe it was the second time, I don't know. But then they had that, the truth minister, and he'd stand up there and go, oh, no, everything's good. It's like, that's what <laughs> that's what our White House, you know, is like now. It's like, we got ourselves a truth minister, and he's always like, to all she's telling us, oh, this is bullshit. Like, come on, we're smart people. Most people mm, are smart. Nah, I know. Now, <laughs> there's a, there's still a lot of people out there that are supporting oh, what dude. they're doing and buying it. They are they are sucking up this the, these lies as like it's a smoothie from a glass. Yeah. <sighs> oh, well, doing a is, great is, job. <clears throat> yeah. Well, the thing is, man, you know, it's like you you can't get mad at Biden. Biden's clearly a puppet. He's, he doesn't even have, he's his, gone. His brain there. And, and I look at it like this. I'm, you know, it's, I read this quote the other day that was really interesting. It's sort of like the, uh, the WWE, right? The World Wrestling Federation of old. And it's like, here is the Federation. And then what they do is they put out the DNC and the GOP, but they're, but backstage, they're like, hey, all right, here's what we're, we're practicing our moves beforehand. It's like, there's really a uniparty going on and there's some of them that are the rhinos some of them that are on the that are on the democrat side they re- the lines are blurred they're not really who they say they are it's really a one party that we're in and so when you say oh how can you say this how can you say that well i mean really look at them look at how they vote look at how they are look at look at the rules they pass and look at what they don't do and you can see they all work together i was actually saying this the other day like how corrupt they are i wish there was like a, a sort of a stock advisory platform of some sort that I could just automatically invest in whatever congressmen and their spouses invest in. Because if you pay attention to what they're doing, like those, they know they have insider trading all day long, but they don't go to jail like Martha Stewart did, right? There's so much corruption at the top of our government, all through our government. And it's just ridiculous. It infuriates me. And hopefully someday 
enough people will wake up and we can uh, change the change the sheets. <laughs> there's some there's change the sheets. There's some weird stuff going on in the world. Like leaders are resigning. There's yeah. I, I don't know what's going on. There is definitely some sort of reset taking place. And there's no way that Joe makes it through all four years. There's no way. And and Kamala Harris is just about the most unlikable person on the face of the earth. I didn't think anybody could be more unlikable than Hillary. She is her cackle. <laughs> like she's literally like the wicked witch of the this West. Is the, this is the bad politics show right yeah. now here. We got we got. Off Let's go back to Russia. We go back to Russia because back Alex, Alex Mashinsky in hot water now. So uh, Celsius, uh, what is it? Six weeks after they have uh, shut down withdrawals, has filed for bankruptcy, which is, you know, possibly a good thing, right? Because it's a restructuring bankruptcy. Maybe it's a good thing, but um, you know what? I don't know. It's 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 kind of wild here, like because because the thing is, is they don't have as much liquidity. They have a, <clears throat> they have a lot of assets that are sort of stuck in long term deals, and so if everybody tries to come in and withdraw, they 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 said themselves they don't have enough liquidity to cover all of that. So they're going through a restructuring, and uh, good luck with all that. You know, a Voyager also filed for bankruptcy. So, you know, Alex has been on the show before. I always thought that perhaps he was a little cocky and I'm being I'm being generous. He did. It always seemed like, well, because, well, how do banks make money? Banks make money like this. What do we do? Like, OK, but I never really fully explained it. Like, like OK, so like <clears throat> what happens in this scenario? Like, I don't know, just kind of weird. Weird indeed. Uh, there's a story here on Market Watch that you can read about the experience of those who have been there, done that. Um, I just wake up and cry is a quote from this person. Voyager and Celsius bankruptcies have destroyed some crypto investors' confidence in centralized platforms. Well, th think about you know that that headline just to begin with. Having confidence in centralized platforms is part of the reason we are where we are because they control i mean why tell me why when i go to the bank it costs me 15 dollars to do a wire transfer go ahead explain it to me what is the actual cost to send a wire transfer 15 dollars seems kind of cheap but why does it cost me at you know a hundred dollars on ethereum to send transactions sometimes like i mean it's like that and that's sort of decentralized too but on bitcoin network it's a lot cheaper obviously but uh, it is it is wild. Now, there's some speculation now. There's some other news. I don't know that we have it in here or not. But um, Coinbase has suspended its uh, affiliate program right now. And they're shutting down Coinbase Pro. Could you imagine if Coinba and Coinbase laid off 20% of their staff? Like, could you imagine what happens if, if Coinbase goes down? If Coinbase goes down, the crypto market gets kicked in the balls in the biggest way possible. Hmm. You know what I mean? Um, you know, Coinbase. I would wake up and cry then. Coinbase has had some really difficult times. In fact, um, GameStop launched their NFT marketplace. <clears throat> and in the first two days, they did $3.5 million in trading volume for the top 50 collections. Coinbase has only had a trading volume of a million dollars in the first month in the first month, but I just encountered this article here, which has uh, caught my attention because I thought they were shutting down 
Coinbase NFT, but that may have been just a rumor. Apparently, Bill Murray is launching an NFT on uh, on Coinbase um, <clears throat> called it with the Chive and the branding agency Project Venkman. 100 story NFTs, each with 10 color modifications of each image that make up the collection. I'm curious to see what that's about. You know, I wonder if Coinbase NFT had a challenge because they didn't let everybody in at first, right? They just let in some people. And then maybe that's the problem is not everybody is, uh, <clears throat> is able to join yet. Well, there's that. But I can also tell you one of the problems is they turned it into a, um, a social platform. And so people would come here into uh, into Coinbase NFT. And if you go to the popular ones, there's all kinds of weird. Oh, there's the Bill Murray stuff right there. It's him wearing these uh, these 3D glasses. The the it became like a dumpster fire on Coinbase NFT because people, people talking shit. They're treating it like Twitter and it became. A, uh, right. Yeah, so that's what happened to that. You know, Rarible, I heard Rarible is going to be doing something like that as well. But I think you, you can't just have be a social thing. You have to own one of the NFTs to participate in the community. So it's almost sort of like a social discord kind of a thing built into Rarible, hmm. which might be better than to just have a free-for-all where anybody can talk shit about NFTs. This is shit project. Don't do this. Go to mine. Do, do, do dot XYZ. So uh, in other regulatory news, there's uh, several articles you can check out in the show notes at badco.in forward slash 622. You might want if you want to get into, you know, under the hood of what's happening with stable coins and all that. There's an article here on Blockworks. Stablecoin regulation ramps up across the globe with some new guidance from the European Central Bank and the uh, the SEC is said to be looking at waiving some rules on crypto regulation. Gary Gensler, the uh, chairman. Chairman, is that the right title for him? Of the, I believe yes, he is the chairman. Yeah. He's the chair of the, the Securities Exchange Commission. So they're looking to exempt crypto companies from certain security laws to help the industry come into compliance. Very nice. Yeah. So, yep, there we go. We got to get some uh, stable coins. I think stable coins will most likely evolve into those CBDCs, right? It's like, all right, well, that's kind of the stable coins in the future, potentially. But those values go up and down, right? Did you know that? Did you hear this? That the uh, uh, the euro and the dollar have the pretty much the same value now? The euro has fallen tremendously. And now I saw $100,000 was about the same as 100,000 euros, pretty much spot on. So good time to go to Europe with your dollars, if that's the case. Hmm. So uh, what's happening in the uh, old man screams at the sky department there, Trav? Right. So Charlie Munger, for those of you who don't know who Charlie Munger is, he is the partner of Warren Buffett. They've been together for 60 years. Uh, no homo. Uh, but um, they, they <laughs> so he's the vice chairman of uh, Berkshire Hathaway. And he's got a he's got a really great book, Charlie Munger's Almanac. It's full of lots of wisdom. He's a 98 year old dude, and he is the epitome of that, you know, uh, get off my lawn. But he says this: he calls crypto an open sewer full of malicious organisms. I don't know. I would call that the financial system at at large, right? I would call BlackRock an open sewer. That's actually a private sewer 
full of malicious organisms. Uh, the, the Federal Reserve, all of that, those global bankers, all malicious organisms. He says this, I think anybody that sells this stuff is either delusional or evil. I won't touch the cryptos. Okay. So don't touch them. Keep your hands off my cryptos, Charlie Munger. Yeah, he's not interested in undermining the national currencies of the world, he said. Never touch it, never buy it, let it pass by. The uh, the drama around uh, Ripple continues, and Ripple records a massive win as the judge denies the SEC's claims of attorney-client privilege over a testimonial. You know, what happens? Is Ripple going to fly if they win this and the SEC loses, I think gonna... I think not financial advice. I've had I've had we've had conversations. I went to the Ripple House event in NFT NYC and had a long conversation with uh, the CTO. And um, basically, it's like there's at this point, it's either best case scenario or second best case scenario is what it seems like. And I would think that with Ripple being at 34 cents and no one in America can buy Ripple anywhere. We can't buy XRP, right? Once they turn that back on, I think not only will XRP fly, crypto will have a big bump. It might go back down into crypto winter, but I do think it's going to be, it'll be a nice little papow. I could see, I could see Ripple. If it gets approved from the SEC and this whole thing goes away and it's it's like, all right, this is fully legit, then I could see XRP all-time highs at $3. I could see a 9, 10X rise in the price of Ripple potentially. Or XRP. Oh. You got to, you got to, you always, it's always one of those things. Oh, it's Ripple. It's XRP. No, they're two different things. Ripple's the company. XRP is the crypto, but it is what it is. They're, they're inherently the same thing, but uh, we'll see. And they said probably October, November-ish. When we'll hear. Okay. Well, we'll be watching that as well. I'm going to go ahead and skip this uh, the next story here, Sir Lord, so we can get out of the regulation zone. Um, just one, one last one I want to touch on, and that is the Security Exchange Commission is asking Elon Musk to clarify a tweet he wrote about quitting the Twitter acquisition. You know, Elon just does not give a flip. He, the dude seems unflappable. And for those well, of you, to be fair, he does have fuck you money, not just yeah. fuck you money. He's, he's got the it. richest man in the world. Yeah. It, right. Yeah. So he kind of laughs at, uh, at any opposition that comes his way. So basically he said he's he's, you know, backing out of the acquisition, the forty four billion dollar acquisition of Twitter because they did not disclose just how many spam accounts exist on the platform. And and Twitter is is now suing him to force him to honor the agreement, which to me is hilarious because that means they're going to have to do disclosure in court of just how many bots and spam accounts are on Twitter. So he's going to. Yeah. And when that happens, they're going to basically either say, well, we were we were defrauding the SEC the whole time and all of our investors by lying. You know, so it looks like based on uh, based on some of the re re reporting and some of the analysis that, you know, uh, uh, Rand Fishkin, he runs a company. Um, I'm not sure, I don't remember the name of his company, but they did this research on Twitter Is bots. That, they isn't it Moz? <clears throat> he owned Moz. Moz okay. was the company and he launched a new he launched a new one. Um, and uh, this basically does a lot of social analytics. 
and uh, Spark Toro. That's the name of it, Spark Toro. And um, they basically determine that there's about 19 something percent are bots. Now, also, the, the guy Greg Phillips from True the Vote, uh, who basically went in and got all the data from um, the all the cell phone ping data from the election time to see when all of the uh, basically, if you haven't seen 2000 mules, we've talked about it, but all that cell phone ping data to determine where people are. Well, you can do that exact same thing with tweets. And so he's like, well, whatever you'd like to know how many bots there actually are and where the bots are located, let me know. So they've reached out. I don't know if they're chatting with each other or not, but it should be interesting to see because you can tell where those big bot server farms are. And if you go on on Twitter, you can actually see sometimes when a tweet will come out and then you search that exact same tweet, you can find hundreds of people, hundreds of accounts saying that exact same thing. I speak for all Americans when blah, 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 blah. And you go through and you're like, what? And you're like, wow. And there's just like 800 people saying the exact same thing and different total bots. Twitter's like, I like big bots and I cannot lie. Bot farms. Yeah, yeah. For yeah sure. real. So uh, Elon has the upper hand here. And I think he's still going to get Twitter. I'm going to predict that he still gets Twitter, but for less than 44 billion, because once the word, once the news comes out of this stuff that you are, you know, uh, talking about right here, it's going to drive the share price down. He's going to end up getting it for less. I think he's smart and, uh, and good on him. Go Elon, go Elon. One other final thing in this area, New York Yankees are going to pay workers in Bitcoin uh, with a partnership with uh, NY dig and uh, so that's interesting. Not just their, I guess, not just the baseball players. Some of the baseball players might be able to, but also their employees. <clears throat> they now have the option to be paid partially in Bitcoin thanks to the Bitcoin savings plan. So how cool is that? This right here, I think, is great news. This is really cool news because imagine not only just the New York Yankees, which is one of the biggest sporting teams in the whole world, right? But the ability for companies through NYDIG to basically, basically having it like it's a 401k kind of a thing where it's like, here's our Bitcoin savings plan or employees of the organization can then allocate a portion of their paycheck to Bitcoin, which, you know, you can kind of do that as well by just, you know, spending $50 a a week or whatever on Coinbase, but this would do it automatically for you. This is like a crypto 401 kind of. Mm. I like it. Okay, uh, so on CNBC.com, which makes us, the pro- you know, them probably, uh, we're the second, uh, what am I trying to say here? Nobody goes to mainstream media, right, for, for news, but we have this story from CNBC. This crypto winter is unlike any other downturn in the history of digital currencies. Here's why. Uh, it's, all, it's always sensational, right? It's always sensationalism and like, I trust these people to give us the analysis of of why, but it is cold. We are in the winter. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't dispute that. Yeah, it is. It is a little bit chilly in the cryptos, and you know this. This does kind of feel like with you know Luna and Celsius and some of such. It feels like a crypto blizzard. It feels. I don't. I don't remember that name of that superstorm snowpocalypse thing they had a couple of years back when it was like some massive front cold and then hot came in from below and the super massive cold front came in and then just created this crazy superstorm. We're kind of in a crypto winter like that, it seems like. Brr. 
I, you know, maybe it was cause it felt more gradual this time. It felt like the chill came on a little slower than it did in the previous winter percentage wise. Well, cause we kept saying, Oh, this is going to, it's going to keep popping. Oh, here it is. We we're on a super cycle. Wait, is it is on a, we're on a, you know, no, we're not. It's a good thing. We've always told people never to listen to us. <laughs> They listen to us because we're funny, not because we're knowledgeable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't don't take what we say and use that as financial advice because we are not financial advisors. The uh, the Ethereum developers have confirmed the date for this is in um, capitalized the merge from proof of work to proof of stake. Um, the, the journey began. Um, in December 2020, with the launch of Beacon Chain, and apparently we're getting close for the merge to happen. Um, yeah, this in reminds September. me of like this is kind of the same thing of like just two more weeks, just two more weeks <laughs> to slow the spread. Yeah. <laughs> two more weeks, and Trump's gonna be back in presidency. You hear that conspiracy stuff? Two more weeks, just two more weeks. Oh, it's gonna happen in August. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And two more. I mean, two more weeks from now. That's good. Yeah, so this uh, this merge is going to happen in, in two more weeks. Merge will be uh, ready to go. Two weeks to slow the spread, guy. Two weeks. Meanwhile, they're I think they're mandatory masking up in L.A. again. Fun. That I sounds know. like a wonderful time. Let's Great. switch. Let's, let's flip the switch here. Uh, this is a this is Bitcoin Telegraph flipping yeah. the switches. NFT market to be worth two hundred and thirty one billion dollars by twenty thirty. And uh, but you'll own nothing and be happy, except you'll own some NFTs probably. And uh, so this verified market research company, they uh, they said that uh, this market is going to grow significantly by then. Now, I, is that per quarter? Is that per year? Because I mean, look at it. Last year in 2021 was a pretty big year. Hell, it was like 20 million billion, 20 billion in Q4 last year. So. Uh, you know, it's going to continue to grow. There's a lot of big, a lot of big players in the space. Digital. Here's the thing. Cartoon JPEGs will go away. Digital ownership will not go away. We're just beginning digital ownership. But there's some risks going on, though, in the space, right, Joel? Yeah, of course there is. There's tons of risk in the space. But this is what happens when, you know, you're pioneering an early adopter. Uh, it's just that's always what happens. This is uh, very early and make your uh, your investments wisely make sure by the way speaking of uh, making nft investments wisely are i'll get this into the show notes but our talk from nft nyc at radio city music hall is now on the youtubes and uh, you guys can go watch our uh, our 15 things to look for when purchasing nfts also very useful for those who are creating creating nfts to make sure that you're checking all the boxes in what you're creating so i will get a link up to that right now so i don't forget to do that and that will be uh, in the show notes maybe we can just embed that for you so that, uh, yeah. that you can go watch this not only that you're gonna see our our wrap at the end <laughs> so we, we did a wrap <laughs> uh on stage uh, on Radio City Music Hall, which I told Joel afterwards, I go, you know, whenever somebody, when you play those games, like uh, Two Truths and a Lie or whatever, it could be like, and one time I did a freestyle rap on Radio City Music Hall. <laughs> like, no, you didn't. Oh, yeah, we did. I'm, I'm not sure that you can really call it a rap. 
it was a wrap. I don't think we can call it freestyle because I mean, it, right, right before we went out it, there, it was it was rap ish. So we'll go ahead and I'll, I've got that in the show. Lots of things rhyme with NFC and NFT. So it's pretty as, good. As you'll see. It so, was like, welcome to NFT Orange. Like that would have been impossible to make a rap for that. <laughs> Oh, I just uh, encountered this on Cointelegraph. The SEC dismisses, dismisses claims against John McAfee and um, for his ICO promos that they were going to find him for because yeah, he, well, he's gone. So he uh, meanwhile, OpenSea is more proof that the crypto winter is here. They laid off 20% of their staff. One in five people were sent packing. Mass layoffs. Huge. Hard day. Yes. Well, and it says that they, the reason it's like there's an unprecedented combination of crypto winter and then broad macroeconomic instability. And what they're saying is that this right here will help them have a multi-year runway now. Right. And think about it. You know, they did how much? Uh, you know, almost. I don't even know how much. I think they've done thirty one billion dollars in transactions so far and they're getting two point five percent of that. So that's a pretty nice little chunk of change overall. They've made a lot of money, but uh, you can spend a lot of money as well if you hire too many people. So that's what they're doing. And uh, good luck with that. So this is interesting. There is a, um, a, a person that um, is being subject to a lawsuit by a gentleman named Fabrizio De Loya. Um, this person and Binance Holdings, Poloniex, Gate.io, OKX, and BitCub are the allegations are that this individual operated a fake online brokerage that led to the loss of crypto funds. And guess what? The guy is serving these people with an NFT airdrop. So this is this is a first um, and the judge is allowing wow. it. So the legal documents have been dropped as an NFT. You've been served, bitches, on the blockchain. Wow. Well, because that address has been served. But, uh -huh. you know, here's the thing about that. I have a lot of shit that's gotten dropped to me on my wallet, but I don't check out the, the hidden ones. So there's a, there's a strong chance they might not even be seen. Well, are they going to sure. be an official collection? It's like, oh, here you go. Like, I want to see one. Can I buy one? I want to buy one of those. Somebody else is service. <laughs> uh, you know, on Wax, you can do the non-transferable NFTs. Can you do non-transferable NFTs on, uh, on? I don't know. You could do non-transferable and non-burnable on wax yeah. so like you could, i've sent nfts to people that are non-transferable and non-burnable that say they're a scammer like for the actual scam accounts yeah and they're, like they're stuck in the wallet of course anybody can do that to anyone um you know at any time so that's blockchain for you cinema, cinema joel sends him a bag of dicks <laughs> nft non-transferable non-burnable non-burnable bag of dicks <laughs> all right dap radar uh, they said the gaming industry is highly resilient to the market cor a correction, has strong demand. So mm -hmm. the dApps uh, during Q2, uh, gaming dApps alone accounted for 52% of total blockchain activity. 52%. Yep. That's more than half, Joel. I know math. We're, we're keeping half. our eyes very closely on the games that uh, we've been following for years now that we think, you know, as we watch them continue to develop, there's something up there. The stuff that Mythical's doing, like with Blankos, Splinterlands, you know, just talk to uh, Agroad at NFT NYC. They ain't quitting. They're moving forward. Star Atlas is developing some amazing stuff in, in Unreal 5. Um, it, it, 
and that's just the tip of the iceberg. Like, you know, when the sandbox actually opens up out of beta for everybody to, you know, enjoy these different lands, I think it's going to be crazy. Gaming is just getting started. It is going to be, in my mind, a, um, a massive tool for onboarding the yep. masses into the space. And the fact that GameStop now has an NFT marketplace in spite of the fact that the the gamer haters these people who have been basically mind controlled to believe that NFTs are bad for the ecosystem, for the environment. Um, they're going to come around and they are going to be buying NFTs and it's going to be hilarious because yep. they're going to be like, oh, you guys are idiots for, for buying skins and, and weapons and stuff on blockchain. We have everything we need when I throw my money at something that I don't really own in a game. Oh, wait, now I can own it and sell it and transfer it and it can have value. Yeah, That's it's like, think happen. of all these things like, oh, man, like, I know my son's played Fortnite a whole bunch. He's bought a bunch of those skins. But is there a reselling? No. Inside the inside? Is there a marketplace in there where I can it's like, all right, I'm done with this one. Can I sell it or trade it for something else? I don't believe so. I think when you own it, you uh, you own it. I mean, they, well, actually, that that's that's probably wrong. You can um, potentially train uh, and, and own things, but it's it's not on blockchain. And there, it's an in-game currency. It's not. Yeah, you probably just get some in-game currency back for selling it or whatever. Yeah, it's it's Fortnite. Oh, what do they call V Bucks? Yeah, with blockchain. Here's something that's cool. Is a project that I'm working on uh, from 2017 called CryptoBots. And what's cool is that they're going to be releasing a a 3D version, and then you can actually rent it out to people, or it's like leasing it. But you don't. They don't even got to pay anything for it. It's like I have this new crypto hero bot you can actually use it and play and you just give me 50 percent of the earnings so it's like you can even have some assets kind of like how axie was doing right where they were loaning things out i just love that it's like you can have these assets in these games and let other people use them and earn you money like that's some passive mm -hmm. stuff right there which is pretty cool so so there's third party sites uh player auctions.com is one of them and basically um, a buyer creates an order, sends payment to player auctions, player auctions, a player guardian secures the payment, seller deliveries, uh, seller delivers, buyer confirms delivery, and then the seller, the escrow is released. Like with, with blockchain, it, it's just boom, buy. It's in my wallet. You've got your crypto right. done. Uh, well, that's kind of what I did on Upland, though, this week. That was kind of an escrow kind of a thing like that, but it was a little, little different. It was kind of a hodgepodge. A peer-to-peer -peer type of deal yeah, right there. Kind of uh, one, one last story that we referenced earlier, and that is that Disney now has an accelerator program, and there is only one blockchain provider that has been selected for the Disney program, and that is Polygon, which is yeah. why we think we saw... Um, you know, Polygon, Polygon go was up, up this 37 week. percent this week, mm -hmm. right? Now, I, keep an eye on that. I wouldn't be surprised if if Disney launches this and it does well, then Polygon could be really a, a good win to help you through the crypto winter. Could help you keep your balls warm. <laughs> but if you don't have said balls, then get some. Get some. 2022. <laughs> go to the ball store. 
<laughs> oh, gang, all of the links to the show notes uh, or the links that we mentioned are in the show notes. Badco.in forward slash 622 is where you'll find them as well as information on securing your bad crypto nifty club NFT badcrypto.uncut.fm. Go get yours for it's like two dollars and 70 cents. That will unlock the opportunity to get collectibles from bad cryptopia starting with the one we will release during the fifth anniversary twitter spaces on saturday july 23rd at five o'clock eastern time more info coming about the party the irl party at the trav villa in luquio puerto rico on august 13th and uh what else we got trav is that it oh luquio puerto rico uh yeah i just want to say thank you so much wow it's been a great five years and again, this is not our technically our five-year anniversary episode. That will be next episode. But I'm just so grateful for all of the uh, the all of you who've tuned in, all of you who've listened, all of you who've written us, all of you that we've met at conferences, all of you who are listening to this thing. We really appreciate it. It's been a fun ride, and we hope we've added lots of value to you by tuning into our show. We hope that the whole crypto world has been good to you. We know crypto goes up, crypto goes down, but. Uh, we hope overall it's been a positive for you, and we're really, really thankful that uh, you've been on this journey with us. I want to say I'm not grateful for for anything that you bozos have done. I seek to ban the Bad Crypto Podcast from face of Earth. There should be no more because I am a very good man, and I know what is good. Bad Crypto is pissed Did I, I, I don't know anything but to tell you to stay bad. Don't you know? Ouch in your own blowholes. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.